Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Bear and Balanced. I'm Jeff Burkus, a writer for Windy City Gridiron, and I'm joined by the boss over at that fine website, Lester A. Wiltfong Jr. Lester, we are starting a second season second of Bear and Balance. It's by popular demand. We are <laughs> going to run it back and we are going to keep going with this uh with this format. So how are you feeling? How's the offseason treat you? Did you get some time away or you know, is there no offseason for you? I mean, there's really no offseason. I mean, that's how the NFL wants it. The NFL wants us fans talking about their product 12 months a year. And that's pretty much what there is. There's a small lull, like like three weeks, like three or four weeks before camp starts, but that's usually when the players get in trouble. So that's really the <laughs> only lull in, in, in the news cycle, but that's uh, for me. I mean, this is my top sport. My, I'm a, I'm, I'm a top bears fan. I mean, that's really, you know, I follow other sports, but as far as what I actually deep dive into, it's all the NFL, it's all the Chicago bears. So I'm good with the, with the 12 month cycle. Well, much like the Chicago Bears, we took January off. Um, and so <laughs> we, we did take some time, January, February, for the most part with podcasting. Uh, you know, we, we did kind of just watch the rest of the, we watched the playoffs and, you know, took a little time, tried to reset, thinking about some offseason projects, what we wanted to do. But now we're going to get back into it. It's not going to be an every week thing, of course, because you know, there's not enough to talk about every week, but we're going to get going on some regular basis. And uh, it's too much fun to talk to you. So we want to make sure that we're, we're doing that um, on a regular basis. And so we haven't, had a podcast together since the turnover at Hallis Hall. And so before we get into any kind of, uh, b- before we get into our categories, I want to just see, you know, how are you feeling about Ryan Poles? How are you feeling about Matt Eberflus? The, the changes at Hallis Hall, what'd you think? You know, it's funny that the last time we did a show was, I think it was the night of the, the press conference, the Nikaski Phillips mm. debacle. So that was not a very balanced show. That was pretty, you know, as far as as far as we go, we were both pretty fired up at that point. I mean, we knew change was coming. Um, it, it just, you know, it just wasn't. They didn't go about it a bright way. But now they got, you know, polls, uh, Matt Eberflus, and I'm probably about as excited I've been about the Bears teams in a while, probably since when they hired Pace and Nagy. But you know, that kind of goes to the territory. <laughs> I believe you titled that uh, episode "What the Hell Just Happened." What and the hell I, just happened? It I think was it rough. was our h- highest uh, uh, downloaded episode. It was. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, sometimes that pissed that off is, fans. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they that's uh, that's good for the numbers, I guess. So we're going to have a free agent episode. We're going to talk about all the free agency pre-free agency stuff that we, we've we been kind of hearing, things we're interested in, things we think are going to happen, uh, and things we'd like to see happen. Uh, we're going to continue with the format that served us so well during the season. We will see how this works. I don't know if it's an interchangeable format for everything, but we're going to we're gonna see how it works. So uh, 
all of our shows start off with a trench tribute. So how we're going to do this is how, um, who do you think the Bears can add in free agency on the offensive or defensive lines? You know, I actually, uh, I had my notes all ready to go. Um, I, I was all, you know, I had my, what I, who I want to talk about here. Then I listened to your your other show, Bears Over Beers, and you guys talked about this guy quite a bit, and that's Ram Center, Brian Allen. I just think he is a, a perfect fit for what the Bears want to do, especially with Ryan Poles came out and talked about he wants, uh, he, he's, he's, looking for athletes on his own line. You know, he wants to make sure he has those guys that are, that are, that, are, that he can move, they get to the second level, they can work that outside zone scheme. And that's Brian Allen. I mean, he had a, a severe injury, I think two years ago, um, but last, this last season, he played every game. Um, he, he was a, uh, you know, he wasn't on the same level as like a, a guy like Ryan Jensen, you know, but he's a damn good center. He fills a need for the Bears. And, you know, he is a fairly local guy from, from Hinsdale Central High School, which is 20 miles west of Chicago. So uh, for me, it's Brian Allen. He's not going to set the market at center. He'll come a little lower. And I think at some point you got to pay and you have to right or wrong that the last regime did. And, you know, center is definitely a need. Yeah, I, you know, I don't think you can overstate just how cool it is that he's a Chicago area guy. Yeah. And, and I think that I'm going out on a little bit of a limb, but I'm assuming that he's a Bears fan. Or it's, he possible. Bears fan. it's possible. And so this could be a good opportunity here. Now, you think, oh, Rams just won a Super Bowl. Hey, the, the Rams have the the highest paid yeah. players in, in, in certain positions. They're not going to be able to re-sign everybody. And Brian Allen may have a better market if he goes elsewhere. He might be happy in L.A. and he might be happy to sign for whatever they can they can throw at him. But I, I think it's a really uh, – stars are aligning a lot with that. I like that. I I really like Ryan Jensen. I wanted to just mention that, you know, kind yeah. of close that loop. Um, I, I don't think that he's going to get out of Tampa Bay because there was a really big retirement in Tampa yeah. Bay that opened up a lot of money. Um, and, of course, I'm talking about Ali Marpet, not not anybody else no. uh, that retired from, from Tampa Bay. Um Ali Marpet, really good guard and, yeah. and you know, pretty, pretty well paid. And so that is going to open up some money for, for the Bucks, And that's going to make it much harder for them to justify losing Ryan Jensen when they just lost another interior offensive lineman. I don't think he gets the market. I think they keep Jensen. Um, you know, they're not paying Brady. They're not paying Marpet. Um, they did pay a lot of money to try to bring it back and see if they could win it again uh, this last year. But I, I just... If I had to put a dollar on it, I'd say that Jensen stays a buck. And so he's not even going to be on the market. Yeah. Um, Allen won't get Jensen money, but Allen's going to get like, that's going to be a pretty good contract for him. And and so you just hope that he doesn't price himself out of Chicago. But I, I see that as being sort of the, the obvious move um, for, for Ryan Poles to get, get stuff going on. So um, let's, let's move on to the, the Twitter verse our tweet of the week. Um, a lot of stuff out there about free agency, a lot of rumors, basically the bears are meeting with everybody. Uh, the bears are meeting with yeah. everybody at the draft. They're meeting with every, you know, they're, they're, they're interested in everybody in free agency, you know, depending on how much you want to believe. So what did you pick up that you'd like to share? For me, my tweet of the week is from uh, actually a friend of WCG. He He's a, one of the co-hosts of the rule of three podcast. It's Brandon Robinson. He is at, B Rob NFL, 
And a couple of days ago, we tweeted out the Bears would be wise to attack corner in free agency rather than the draft. There are a lot more options that are schematic fits in free agency. Position is devalued in the cover two. And then he goes on, he mentions a few guys. Uh, less expensive, Xavier Rhodes, uh, former Colt. Kyle Fuller, former Bear. A couple of guys more expensive, uh, Traverius Ward, Darius Williams, and Casey Hayward. But I wanted to ask you, get your thoughts about a, a possible reunion with Kyle Fuller. Do you think there's any chance at all that's uh, something in the cards? I always think that when you replace uh, leadership, that there's the opportunity to mend fences. Uh, clearly, those you know the, the fences were broken or the bridge was burned, whatever you want to say it, uh, between Kyle Fuller and, and, and Ryan Pace. But Ryan Pace doesn't have a job in Chicago anymore. So why wouldn't Kyle Fuller come home? That that stuff happens. Yeah. You know that that happens a lot. And if you're going back to a defense that he feels comfortable in, heck yeah, I'm in for Kyle Fuller coming back. Kyle Fuller is one of my favorite players. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I, I haven't watched a lot of Broncos tape, admittedly. You know, he did get benched there by Vic Fangio at some point. And, you know, how much of that just, you know, he wasn't able to, you know, hold off some of the younger guys. How much of it was his play falling off? You know, a lot of times in the NFL, players, when they fall off, they fall off hard. And it's just right. like, you, you know, it, it just happens. You're not expecting it. You know, so I, I don't know if that happened with Kyle Fuller. But, you know, the little bit of stuff I did see on him. You know, I, I think he, a change of scenery, as weird as it sounds, of, of coming back to Chicago may do him well. Plus, what the Bears have a corner right now is atrocious. So even if Kyle Fuller is the, the guy that got benched by the Broncos and he's just he, he's starting his, his downward spiral out of the league, he's still better than what the Bears have now. Well, I mean, Patrick Sertan, uh, he had a, an incredible rookie year. Fuller got benched, but then he was playing – the, the second half of the year. So he was. it was a short benching. So it wasn't like he did, didn't see the field. And so he, he still played a lot and, yeah. and he, the, the corners in Denver are really good. And so it's, it's not, you know, who knows? And he, we always operate with incomplete information, right? Mm-hmm. You try to do your best to see if you can source some things or you can you know, read between the lines. You never know if these guys are playing with injuries. You never know what, what's happening in their lives. You know, you never know if they're having a tough time. You know, someone they knows going through something and it's hurt, you know, impacting. You never know. You're operating with incomplete information. Uh, but Kyle Fuller put enough good football on the field in Chicago that I would be uh, more than happy with the reunion. And like B Rob says, um, you know, corners in this system might be a little bit easier to get to. I like some of the names that that B Rob listed. Um, I met B Rob at the Senior Bowl and uh, really great. Oh, that's guy. right. That's right. Make, make sure you're following him. I, I really, really enjoyed um, meeting him. Another guy that I met at the Senior Bowl, see that transition, uh, is uh, Patrick Finley. Nice. And oh, he... man. All right on the screen and everything. <laughs> you guys are watching that video. We, we have a brand new thing we're doing now and it's, uh, Man, the tweet's right there on the screen. Yeah. That's beautiful, Dave. I uploaded the, the tweet here from, from <laughs> Patrick. Very nice guy. We went out to coffee uh, together with a couple other guys, Robert and uh, uh, Nicholas uh, Moriano. And there's me name-dropping Chicago Bears guys. Uh, but he says Bears GM Ryan Poles said they looked at historical cases of how to help a quarterback after his rookie year. The takeaway, find him a receiver who could bail him out when he needs it. And so that's interesting in this discussion, because does that mean that Ryan Poles is going to uh, go after a big name in the free agency market? Does it mean that he's tabbing that second round draft pick or maybe the second round and plus another draft pick um, for, for wide receiver? Is it both of those things? Right. So I think that was one of those 
pretty good indications that receiver is going to be uh, a point of interest for yeah. Ryan Poles in both. It's funny, there was uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Danny Parkins of The Score, uh, he actually had a, a tweet, he, he had a question out there, you know, would you rather have the best left tackle in the game today or the best wide receiver? And he, of course, was talking about because the Bengals, you know, they passed on a top left tackle and they got Jamar Chase, you know, and I, I think tackle one is pole, but I, I'm an O-line guy. I really am. But I think in today's NFL, if you have an elite wide receiver, that helps a quarterback more than an elite left tackle. I look at Joe Thomas, for example, with the Browns, one of the best left tackle. His his film is so fun to watch. Did he ever get to the playoff? I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I know they won nothing. But I don't think that. I don't think. You so. know, I mean, it's like if you have decent guys up front, you know, but if you have a stud receiver, I think he helps a quarterback more. Now, of course, I love to have a stud left tackle, you know, but. You know, the question I had to to Parkins then was, are we talking about a stud receiver and then a guy like Jamarcus Webb at left tackle? You know, that kind of changes the the whole story. But, you know, if you have a decent player across the line, a decent starting five and elite playmakers, I think that's better in today's NFL. Yeah, I think if you are going to if you're given one elite playmaker on offense, you want it to be quarterback. If you want a second elite player on offense, I think you probably want a wide receiver one. And mm-hmm. I love the idea of a Hall of Fame left tackle. I mean, who doesn't? But and, and EJ and I have had this this conversation before on on Bears over Beers too. I'm of the belief that you're only as strong as your weakest link along the offensive line. Yes. And and that to me, I want to have five guys that can play. And I don't want one all star, one scrub. Like, you know, that stars and scrubs model that some people fill out their rosters with. I don't think it works for the offensive line. I want five guys that can play. They don't have to be flashy. They don't have to be all pros. They don't have to even be pro bowlers. They just have to be five good offensive linemen that understand each other, play together. That's what I'm interested in. I want that level of competence along the offensive line. And then I want somebody that's going to create plays, you know, create splash plays, create create those explosive plays. So I I agree. I do think that it's uh, – the, the, the question is – that's in a vacuum, right? Yeah. The question is – um, you're starting to see more availability of wide receivers coming out of these drafts. Draft after draft after draft, you have really good wide receiver classes coming in. That's flooding the market, right? So you have more supply than you have in the past in terms of really good wide receivers. The opposite is happening with offensive linemen. You just don't see a lot of really good offensive linemen coming out of college with with that much volume. And so the supply of offensive linemen are going is going down. A really good offensive linemen is going down. So again, in a vacuum, I agree. In in reality, you have that supply and demand issue where you still have to kind of go out and spend those premium picks on good offensive linemen, then that's in conflict with trying to get those elite pass catchers, right? So that's that's the interesting trade-off. And that's why this this sport is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's one little random conversation that we could have. We could probably talk for an hour about, yeah. about that. <laughs> and that's one like morsel of the overall goodness that is off-season team building and all this kind of stuff. That's why the NFL can dominate the calendar for 12 months a year. That's all that matters right now. Is it's you know it's like with baseball now. There's no baseball. You know, <laughs> Once you, we get past March Madness, you know, even if baseball was a thing, their ratings are not as good as they were at one point. I mean, oh, NFL yeah. really dominates the, uh, the the sports world. 
yeah, the the draft will outdo any more all the World Series games put together. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. Let's move on to caught up in a numbers oh, game. And the graphics. I'm loving the graphics. <laughs> we are so good here. <laughs> well, hopefully I can remember to keep clicking it. Um, <laughs> what would you come up with for a number? For my number, my number is 12. And 12 is actually the, the ranking of the Bears in the salary cap space. Okay. Right now, it's they have a little over $25 million. But then with, with, with a, a site called Over the Cap, um, I use that site all the time, the Bears, they, they go by effective salary cap space and that's their projection of how much money how much space teams will have once they get the roster to 51 uh the salary cap during the season only counts the top 51 that's that's how the cap is determined and the effective salary cap space is also 12th uh once it's factored in that's that's they're estimating about uh, 19 million dollars so 19 million dollars not a lot of money to play with and the bears have 35 free agents so i see a lot of people on social media think the bears have a lot of money to play with here they don't. They, they they may make one or two splashes, if that. I don't think they're going to be a player on the, on the first day of free agency as far as those those really big, big money guys. Um, but there's a little bit of money here. And I think with Ryan Poles and and what they want to do here, they want to go in there and want to attack the, the, the secondary market, which is what you guys talked about on your last show, which is awesome. I checked it out earlier today. Uh, you mentioned a lot of those targets. So I think that's a uh, uh, the, the plan of attack for Ryan Poles is work that secondary market, use that. 19 or so million dollars and uh you know feel the best team possible for this season and then really look to make a splash moving forward yeah and obviously you know polls has the ability here to open up more room and to start to look at other contracts uh you know extending guys out you know which i know a lot of people are going to bristle about but that's that's what he has to do to, yeah. to, to open up some room here i don't think void that years no void years you think are coming i don't know about void years um <laughs> you know i think that Early on in a tenure, you could probably justify doing some things because you say like, "Hey, we're going to get relief here soon," um, but we have to like field a competitive roster here. Like, and and you know, forty. Uh, all right, so so my numbers actually go with yours. Okay, um, perfect. I, I had twelve as one of my numbers. I I brought in a couple because was I, it the same one I had? The, the mm, yes, but yeah. I had other numbers. We're on the same wavelength. Well, on the same wavelength. You know, time off doesn't matter, right? Yeah. So, second number I had was thirty-one. And that is uh, the, the Bears are 31st in the number of players signed to their roster with 45. You mentioned that they only have 45 signed to their roster. That is a really low number. Yeah. Most most teams have a lot more signed. Like so, so this idea this that they have to use this effective cap space because they don't even have uh, 51 to count against. And so basically, all that effective cap space is saying is that we're going to show minimum money on those open roster spots to get you up to, to 51 because you have to fill up to that, that mm-hmm. they were going to count against your cap. So the bears like are one of the few teams that require this effective cap space number to be said because they don't have enough players. And then the other, it, the other number to drive this home where people say, Hey, they got a lot of money. Seven, they are seventh most dead money in the league. I saw that. So, yeah. so it, this idea that they have, Oh, they're twelfth most in cap space. Twelfth is so much closer to twentieth and twenty fourth than the top. Like it's, it's, it's just not really that much money given the state of the roster, what they need to do, the fact that they're going to need to like tweak things and overhaul other things. They have one wide receiver signed. Like you know, let's let's get real here. There's a lot of work for Ryan Poles to do, and it's that's not that much 
there's not that many resources for him to do that with. You know, he doesn't have a lot of draft picks. He doesn't have a ton of cap space. So, uh, you know, I I see it a lot. I see, oh, calm down. They they're 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 fine. <sighs> Those other numbers help paint context a little better. Yeah. You know, so I wanted to make sure we covered that. You know, I mentioned the void years earlier, and you know, I think there are six players right now that are technically they're technically free agents. But as far as the accounting purposes, they're still technically on the books because they have void years. So once once the league year starts or the Bears actually, you know, they say, you know, those guys are officially cut, even though they're not under contract, all that void money will kick in this year, I believe. So, you know, there's some hidden money there that Ryan Pace left the Bears with. And, you know, but a lot of GMs do it. I mean, he was GMing for his job, basically. He had to push money forward because he had to win now. And that didn't work out for him. And. You know that's a mess Ryan Poles left to clean up here in the next uh, couple of years. So let's I want to I want to talk about that real quick void years, right? So so let's say that you have a contract and you say okay we're gonna we're gonna spread you know, people and we're gonna spread this out over this contract, right? So basically you take five million dollars. Well, you don't want to account for you're, you're gonna pay the guy five million dollars. It's mm-hmm. already in his bank, okay? So so you know Jimmy Graham already has the money in his bank and he, he, you know, he's, he's bought it on basketball memorabilia or whatever Jimmy Graham spends his money on. Right. And so the money's already spent, but for accounting purposes where it goes on the books and they have to clear the books with the league on the salary cap. Right. So let's say just hypothetically that $5 million and they want to spread it out over five years, one year that you're paying and then four years that he's not under contract. Those are void years. And so those that get spread out is $1 million a year. So that year that he's playing, you're only paying him $1 million on the cap. And you're going to pay him those that, that the rest of that money on, on, on the books $1 million for each of the next four years. That's how it looks. Yeah. But then when that triggers, the void years, that all accelerates back into the, 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 the next year. So that $4 million that you spread out over the next four years, ex- accelerates back into 2022. And so, so there's now a $4 million hit once those four years come off. So it's, it's, it's a desperation move. It's yes. an emergency move. And, and Ryan Pace did a lot of it and, and he learned it. And that was always my fear with Ryan Pace was that he came from the saints organization. The saints, exactly. Who just, you know, and the Saints are going to be in a lot of trouble here. Like they, they, they've got a lot of issues. That's why Sean Payton retired. That's yeah. why he stepped away. He, he's going to come back and coach football soon, but he didn't want anything to do with that salary cap. So Ryan Pace left some gifts, some of yeah. them good, some of them not so good. So I just wanted to to make that point. But and, and, um, and besides those six guys I talked about, there I think there's about at least six, seven, eight more. Because like when I did the the the, 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 the position by position breakdown I did for WCG. You know, I looked at all each player's contract, and there are so many guys that had void years I wasn't aware of. You know, yeah. just you know, da- I think he, uh, Danny he had to do it yeah, just he to had get through to, the he year did. He because did, yeah. he put himself in such a bad position. And and all of those things that we have like complained about over the years caught up, right? Like kicking the can down the road. The, the yeah. idea, that, like the oh, who cares about the Mike Glennon money, right? Because, you know, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It does. All of that stuff can roll over, right? Yeah. So all of those that snowballs, all those all those bad contracts that he gave out, that snowballs in to what he had to do last year, which was just barely be able to make it through the year. So again, if, if I look at these numbers way too much, and I just see people casually be like, "They got the twelfth most in the league," it's like, yeah, that's not no, no, that's let's not let's not do that to ourselves, Bears fans. I'm all right, you. let's let's take a quick break. 
and then we'll come back and we will do everybody's favorite segment, The Three Bears. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Lester, let's talk about the three bears. So, how we're going to do this is that, I mean, these guys aren't bears yet. They're potential no. bears or, or maybe never going to be bears, but we're, we're going to throw this in the context of, of the hot bowl of porridge is a free agency move that, you know, we think the bears will do, or like a rumor is that heating up or, you know, something that like feels like it's got some momentum. It kind of feels kind of scorching hot that you can kind of buy into it. So, so what'd you come up with? You know, for me, it kind of alluded to what you said earlier, and that's after hearing uh, uh, Ryan Poles talk at the Combine, how he talked about, you know, wide receiver. You know, he talked about how the importance of having that for a young quarterback. You know, I'm kind of with you. I think he's going to go big at wide receiver, whether that's a trade for Calvin Ridley, uh, who is with the Falcons and is, he's rumored to be on the block, uh, free agent uh, Mike Williams, Chargers. You know, he's a guy they may not be able to get back in, in L.A., um, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. You know, he's coming off an injury. But he's a true number one that he would be a, a, a guy that that Fields could could count on him to be there for him. Juju Smith-Schuster, he's not the, the the flashiest name, but, you know, he's a guy that can play from the slot. And he is that, you know, real security blanket type guy with his good hands. And then another guy you guys talked about on, with, with you and EJ, you know, DJ Chark with Jacksonville. I think that would be kind of a neat signing because it would be really deja vu. You know, a brand new Bears regime, you know, taking an injured Jags receiver coming off an injury see what happens there but i think chark's a guy that you know he checks all those boxes that the bears are looking for he's you know he hasn't really had that that that, that pro bowl season quite yet but he has had a thousand yard season i believe he's six foot five he's he's a, a really big physical presence and i think he's a guy that could be with a young quarterback he knows when he needs to make a play he can throw it up to that guy and he can go get it yeah i think he fits i i like chark a lot um uh, my guy i i've i've kind of talked myself into this as being a thing and and this is just from when EJ and I recorded over the weekend, but Mo Alley Cox, I think that this is going to happen because you seem really exci- excited about that pick. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the name a lot. Yeah. Like it's hard for me to 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 hide just how much I like that name. But it, it he's he played for the Colts, so obviously Ibrufus has a good familiarity with him. I, I think he just is a guy that is affordable that can come in and he can he can create a connection. Um, I don't see why you couldn't play both him and Cole Komet at the same time. Um, he seems pretty well-rounded. I just like the player and, and I just, I, you know, I like the connection. I, I feel like there's something there. So I'm, I'm all in on Moali Cox. I, I like Cox. I mean, he's, he's 
early in his career, he's known more for a blocker. So he he's pretty good as a blocker. I think he's like six seven. He's a big big target. He he's really good in the red zone. Red zone, and you know the Bears. We talk about positions of need. You don't hear it tight end much, but who do they have on their roster right now? It's uh, Cole Komet. It's Jesper Horstead, I believe, is a is a exclusive rights range, so he'll be back, I'm sure. But you know, they need some bodies there too, because you know it's you know the Bears are going to do a lot of uh, three wide out sets, but you still need a couple tight ends there. You know, they're going to have at least three on the roster right now. They don't have them. Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I, I just, I don't know. I feel like after that show, I've, I've kind of talked myself into it, and I, I do like to try to make these connections with yeah. the, the GMs or the coaching staff. And that, that was one that just, I just couldn't get over. So, what about the opposite side? What's a free agent rumor that you've heard, or a lot of people talking about wanting it to happen that you feels like cooling off, or there's just no way that that's going to happen? You mentioned it earlier, and that's uh, Bears fans right now are dreaming of Ryan Jensen. He's kind of a nasty, really son of a. You know, just he's he's that guy. I mean, right. he will he will get under your skin. He fits what Ryan Poles talked about wanting a nasty guy in his own line. That's Ryan Jensen. But with the Marpet retirement, you know, I think that's a hole that they don't want to have to deal with the entire of the entirety of their interior old line. I think they keep Jensen. Plus, Jensen's gonna set the market. He is whether he goes somewhere else or stays in Tampa Bay, he is gonna be the top paid center in the NFL. He's just that good. Uh, so, so my cold bowl of cord is going to Bears fans still holding on to the Ryan Jensen dream. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, we already covered it. I, I didn't want to just make the whole show about offensive linemen, so I, I, I didn't, I didn't go there. But I, I think with the Marpet retirement, that really sort of sealed it for me that I just don't see him hitting the market. I think he's going to stay there. I actually picked a different Buccaneer, and uh, this is Chris Godwin. And Chris Godwin gets a lot of buzz. I like Chris Godwin as a player. Um, He's going to get paid incredibly well, and I believe that Chris Godwin's a two. He's like an incredible two, but I think he needs he needs a number one with him to be to be really successful. And maybe that's just I lack imagination, and I've only really seen him with you know with Mike Evans on the other side, you know. But I this seems like a classic trap. Is I'm going to to pay Chris Godwin wide receiver one money. To, to be my you know top dog, number one wide receiver, and he comes in, he's not going to be able to carry it. And so I worry about that because he's going to get top money. And, yeah. and, I, and I don't, so I don't think the Bears can afford it uh, to begin with. And so I think that, that they might save themselves that, uh, that, that pain. Mike Williams, I think, might come a little cheaper because he just hasn't had quite the the publicity. And you get kind of lost. Chargers get kind of lost. They don't really yeah. get as much uh, TV time as, as some of these other teams. So I really like Mike Williams. I think that would be really good. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I would consider him a one, um, but but I would be a little bit better with with uh, Mike Williams signing because I think it'll come a little cheaper. But anyway, the the cold bowl for me is this uh, the idea of top in wide receiver free agent money because I don't, the bears just don't have it. Yeah. I can't see Godwin. There was also something out there tweeted out a couple days ago that I forget who it was, but th- they were tweeting out. They were pretty sure that Godwin was staying in Tampa somehow, some way. Oh, and, wow. and, you know, I, th- I think with them, you know, you know, the, the bucks are funny because they're either going to rebuild because what is it? Blaine Gabbert's their quarterback now. I mean, that's who they're no lined way. up. And <laughs> I can't see it happening. So, so they're, I mean, they're either going to have to make a decision. Are we going to rebuild and, and to have like one year to reset, or they're going to make a splashy trade and, you know, Russell Wilson or something like that go there. But, you know, the Bucks are interesting to watch just to kind of see how they, uh, how they navigate this free agency right here. Yeah. I mean, Bruce Arians has already retired once. I don't really see him 
wanting to work through a rebuild, but you never know about these guys. These guys are yeah. wired different. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't wait to retire, you know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm already kind of excited about it and it's decades away. Right. Yeah. But you know, these guys are like, yeah, yeah I'm going to coach into my seventies. I don't get it, man. All right. Just right. This is the, you know, the bowl of porridge that, you know, this is what we expect. Um, this is a no brainer free agent move that we think the bears are just going to do. They're just going to pull the trigger. You know, for me, there's a lot of talk about, Matt Eberflus and his entire defensive coaching staff, they're all former Colts. They're going to pick some Colts, right? No, but it's happening. But there's not enough talk about Luke Getze wanting mm. to bring some Packers okay. over. So I think okay. I, I think at somehow, some way, there's going to be some some Packers coming over, you know, and they have a, a lot of free agents, and they have a, a messed up cap as well. I mean, Aaron Rodgers probably going to get re-signed to a huge deal. You know, they got to cut a lot of guys to get just to fit him under the cap, so – are they going to be able to re-sign uh, on, on the old line, Dennis Kelly, Lucas Patrick? They're both kind of been reserved starters a bit through the last couple of years. But I think both guys come in with understanding of the type of off- offense. Uh, they're both fairly athletic. I think one of those guys could be free. And then at wideout, they're not going to get Devontae Adams. I think that's uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not Adam happening. stays, right. But but they have uh, Marquise Valdez-Scantling, who I'm not a huge fan of. Um Equinemus St. Brown is also a free agent. Then they have Alan Lazard, who is a restricted free agent. But depending on the on the tag they give him, you know, it may be worth it for the Bears to, to go after him. He's a he's a tough receiver, a good blocker. He just had his best year ever as a pro. So I think somehow, some way the Bears are going to get some of these Packers. And it's kind of weird because they're Packers, but you know <laughs> they know Luke Getz's system. They know the scheme yeah. they're they're, they're going to have here in Chicago. So, you know, you want to have some of your guys to kind of help with the transition. I think that's going to be going to happen for sure. I think MVS is interesting. I think that the Bears Twitter verse likes him a lot more than I do, and I'm I'm his I'm, hands I'm, are shaky. I'm yes, he does not have the best hands. Great and, speed, right? You can't yeah. and you can't coach speed, but. Yeah. I feel like, you know, if you're in the NFL, you've probably revealed what kind of hands catcher you are at this point. And it's tough to see big gains in terms of, of how well you catch the ball. But I don't know. I He's not my favorite guy. Uh, he does get mentioned a lot. But, you know, I'd, I'd rather go Six after a guy like five, Char, right? You know, yeah, yeah. Pretty, to me, they're, they're similar players. Very you know, much. With, with, with Scantling, he has more speed. You know, but but Chark's a, a damn good player as well. He's a better hands catcher uh, from what I understand. And, you know, the, like I said, I've watched probably more Packers games than I have uh, Jag- Jaguars games. But but with a guy like MVS, you do have uh, the dropsies. Yep. Yeah, I don't – it's not exactly what I want in a free agent wide receiver. But yeah. all right, my guy – now, again, you kind of – I thought you were going the same way because you're like, oh, it's going to be obvious that, you know, Everflus is going to sign a defensive guy. That was the guy that I identified. Like, it just seems right. And I'm going to say a name that I don't think I've actually heard anybody talk about, or if they have, I haven't really seen it. And that's Malik Hooker. And and I think Malik Hooker next to Eddie Jackson would be a lot of fun. Yeah. And, you know, this is a former premium pick. He, he you know, he struggled a bit to stay on the field. Um, but he would have played uh, forever for Eberflus for uh, a couple of years. Um, again, had some injuries. He went down to Dallas last year. Um, I thought he played okay when he had his opportunities there. I I don't know. I, you know, we just see this rotating, uh, you know, cast of characters next to Eddie Jackson. And 
Malik Hooker kind of that kind of interests me. He, he if he if he can stay healthy, that's an elite talent. And adding an elite talent next to Eddie Jackson, who hopefully will get unlocked. I know we've been saying that the last couple of years, but hopefully that he gets unlocked in this in this defense. They let Eddie Jackson be Eddie Jackson. You got a, a playmaker beside him. All of a sudden, this secondary is starting to look a little bit more interesting, right? Jalen Johnson comes back. He comes back strong. You maybe you add Kyle Fuller in, you know, or maybe maybe you you add a draft pick in. Uh, you know, maybe Thomas Graham can can step up and solidify one of those roles. Um, and maybe this this secondary that looks pretty scary right now uh, can start to look pretty interesting with just a few key signings. So uh, Malik Hooker to me is more I thought about it. The, it was the more I thought he's going to come cheap. You know, the head coach is going to know him well. This feels like a fit. He's just 25 years old. So oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I, I just looked it up because I was because I was curious. I'm like, he hasn't been in the league very, very long. God, it feels longer than and, that. Uh, yeah, he, he's uh, he's 25 years old. Uh, he'll turn 26, though, coming up here in a couple of months. But still, that's and as far as the as far as the safety goes, 26. That's you're in your 20s. That's, no, no that, that's your prime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's a good fit. He knows the defense, like you said. You know, this whole rotating cast of characters next to Eddie Jackson, you got to get a guy. You got to get someone in there, you know, let them learn a little bit, grow a little bit together. You know, get that, you know, the more you play with each other, the more you know what you're going to do, especially in a zone-based defense where you're going to be having this next this coming up season. You want a guy that knows the scheme. You want a guy you trust. And, you know, you got to get the back end figured out. So that's the show. Uh, anything else that's going on in the off season that you want to tease or that you want to talk about that we've done? Uh, this is the combine is going on right now. I'm sure we got a bunch of stuff coming up on the site. I know we got some, uh, some, some, some drafts. I mean, it's, it's, you know, like I said, it's 20, 12 months a year. There is no stop for, for the NFL. Well, I want to just kind of tease a, a project that I'm, I'm playing with right now. And that's, uh, I'm going to try to take the temperature of the fan base, this, uh, this off season, I want to do a podcast series. I want to do some interviews, maybe some small group discussions with, uh, with, with some, some fans kind of get to their perspective and, and, and try to bring in a different element than we've, we've done in the past. Um, you know, I've done a few off season projects, you know, did, did the history project and, you know, done, done some other things at the artwork, uh, article last year. And this, this, I think is interesting. We're at an inflection point in the organization. You've got a new general manager, a new head coach, you've got a new quarterback that, you know, I mean, you know, going into a second year, but really his first full off season with um, actually being the starter and, and and given all of the resources to to put behind him and and I think this is an interesting time to take the temperature of where Bears fans are at. So uh, going to be look for looked for that um, look for Bears over beers, of course. Uh, when we can drag EJ out of the film room, we'll 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 cut some episodes. Uh, we'll get Jacob Infante on here soon. Uh, to, to do a draft episode and then you know we'll continue to grind through uh, the off season uh, with you guys and, and we'll do more of these um, if you guys are interested in these live streams we can continue doing those and and uh, you guys can interact with us if you want we'll do a little Q&A after um, future ones to you know after we hit end on on the on the broadcast and uh, we'll go from there so yeah right now our video channel is uh we're still working out the kinks. You know, we just got the the software, you know, we're, we're just, we're, we're doing, we're, we're our own producers now, or I should say, you know, you're the producer now. So, oh boy. so, so we have that working for us right now. Uh, we, we've rebranded the the video channel. Uh, so it is now second city gridiron is now the, the video home to the WCG podcast channel. So all our stuff was going up there. Uh, that was previously the, uh, the, the, the bears over beers 
channel. So, so thank you for allowing us to rebrand that for all of our shows. And, and that, that's our goal is here is get the, because we know a lot of people like watching the, the show. I don't know why I would not want to watch myself, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but the, 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 you know, the people want it. So, you know, we'll try and do some video stuff as much as possible. Um, all our pods of course will be in, in both spots. So it, it should be a fun off season as we ramp up towards the 2022 season. Yeah, like, subscribe, com- comment, and you know, download the podcast too. You know, because that, that those those things help us. Um, so you know, you can you can watch it on YouTube and you can and you can download it. So um, otherwise, we'll uh, we'll keep rolling along. You know, make sure you're sticking with the website for all the updates and uh, check out the videos uh, if that's something that interests you. But until next time, bear down. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.